The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. This is our Wednesday Nights Fellowship Meeting. I'm Andrew, and I'm joined with Marius. Welcome to everybody that has joined us in person and to everybody that is streaming with us. Tonight's message is called The Spirit of Receiving. So we're going to start off with a word of prayer, and I'm going to hand this over to Marius. The word might be ministered to the people. I pray that the, that the ministry will reach people's lives, will reach people's hearts, will reach people's needs. And I pray in the name of Jesus that everybody will not only receive, but everybody will be blessed. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So um, I'm going to be asking a couple of questions, and I want you guys to really think about it. And I would like you guys to um, engage, engage as much as possible. Uh, first of all, has anyone ever wondered why God chose us? Uh, why he gave us Jesus? Uh, why he gave us uh, the new birth? Uh, why he gave us the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Why he gave us divine protection, healing, uh, wholeness, the blessing, the right partner, etc.? You guys can talk anytime you want. But uh, do you guys have any answers? And just speak up loud because we don't have a mic this. You guys are welcome to really voice, amp your voices there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in general, why the Lord chose us, and, you know, basically when he chose us, he gave us everything. Okay, that's good. And, um, you know, the second half of that is um, free will. You know, we Mm -hmm. give us free will, you know, ability to choose and think and so forth. I like that. He gave us fellowship. You ladies? Come on, you must have something. Must we repeat the categories again for you so you know what to answer? Look, there's two naughty corners. One for each. (laughs) I was asking the question, um, has anybody ever wondered why God chose us? Okay. Like there's so many people in the world that he chooses me. Wonder why would he why would he choose me? There's like millions of people. But again, I'm gonna make this a little simpler. Uh, why did you choose your husband? And uh, Felicity, you can answer this. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose my husband? Why did why did you choose your husband? <laughs> and why did your husband why did your husband choose you? Well, uh, you guys are going to be kicking yourself. So I got a couple of scriptures that paint like a lovely picture why God chose us. Okay. So John three sixteen. Let's go there. <laughs> yes. John three sixteen. So when you guys are there, you can say Amen. You can say Hallelujah. 
Okay. For God so loved the world. That's the answer right there. God loves us. God loves us all the time. That he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So John 3.16, I want you guys to remember the scripture all throughout this entire teaching tonight. You know, you guys are here tonight in the flesh. And even when you got here, God was loving you guys. When you're parking your cars, God's still loving you. When you came inside, God's loving you. Uh, late on when we have coffee, God's loving us. And, uh, you know, even when we commit like stupid sins, there's sins that, uh, you know, we, we willingly commit. And then there's sins that we, we kind of just fall into. God loves us regardless. So next bunch of scriptures, I want you guys to follow in your Bibles. These scriptures is Jesus meeting the needs of people when he was in his earthly ministry. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So the first one, uh, we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 18 and verse 27. So this is Jesus talking about debt freedom. I'm going to be, we're going to be sharing like different categories with you. And the first one is debt freedom. I arrange everything in alphabetical order. That's why it's debt freedom. It's, it's not the most important. It's just alphabetical. So you guys can say amen when you get there. Okay. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Do you see how that debt freedom came about? He was moved with compassion first. He didn't uh, walk in there and forgive the debt and then later on say, you know what? I think I love you guys. He was moved with compassion first, mm -hmm. which caused him to forgive that debt of that servant. So, you know, that's exactly how God was. We were in debt in sin. You know, when he sent Jesus, it's nothing that, that we did. It's something that he did because he loves us. Mm -hmm. That's why he sent Jesus to get rid of our sin. He loved us first, and then uh, Jesus was sent, and Jesus wiped all our sin away. Praise the Lord. Uh, now you can turn to Mark chapter 5, and this is Jesus casting out devils. So Mark chapter 5, uh, verse 19, and you can say amen when you get there. Now, most of these scriptures is King James, because it talks about how Jesus was moved with compassion. Other translations don't say that. So in other translations, a person's going to miss the most important part of this whole message. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm, I'm sticking with the King James. There's just one scripture here that we share from the New Living. So when everyone's there, uh, you can just let me know. Okay. How be it? Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. So this guy had tons of demons. And this guy was suffering. Jesus came along, and out of compassion toward this man, he cast out the devils. I know, like, especially at Word of Faith, when there's people with devils, they get rid of the devils. Mm -hmm. And every act is an act of love. Yeah. Jesus did it. Jesus got rid of devils because he loves us. Word of Faith, they love the people, and they do what Jesus commanded us to do. They carry on that ministry of Jesus, and they cast out the devils as well. 
now we're going to go to Mark chapter 8. And this is dealing with food provision. So there was a multitude of 4,000 people that were with Jesus for three days. And you're going to see what happened. Verses 1 to 2. So Mark chapter 8, verse 1 to 2. You can say amen when you get there. And it says, in those days, the multitude being very great. Okay, so I just want to say this. Uh, When the Bible talks about multitudes, you know, we can't measure multitude based on what we think. When God talks about multitudes, you can be very, very sure that that was gigantic. Mm. And on top of it, it says the multitude being very great. Okay, Uh, let's see. And having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him and saith unto them, I have compassion on the multitude. Jesus is loving the multitude, okay, because they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If you read the rest of that paragraph, you'll see what Jesus did. Jesus fed all those thousands of yeah. people. So are you guys seen a pattern here so long? There's different areas, and we're going to carry on in a moment, but there's different areas. There's healing. Uh, I went through, uh, it started with debt freedom, casting out devils, food provision. And yeah, now we're going to step over to healing. Mm. Everything Jesus did because he had compassion on the people. And remember what uh, John 3.16 says? For God so loved the world. He's loving us all the time. Even when we don't feel loved. Mm -hmm. Even when we don't feel loved, he's loving us. His love is never ending. It's it's never going to end. We can do whatever we want. It's not going to change the way he feels toward us. Okay, Mark chapter 1, and I'm going to be reading verse 41. This is Jesus healing a leper. So you can just let me know when you're there. Just waiting for a few amens. Amen. Amen. So it says, And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. That's why God heals people. You know, when God introduced himself as the healer in the Old Covenant, in Exodus 15, 26, he said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. He did that because he loves us. Amen. And when he sent Jesus, Jesus only did and said what he, he sees the Father do and say. Why was Jesus healing people? Because he loves us. Yeah. He loves us. So we're going to move over to Matthew 14 and verse 14. This is another healing testimony. So whenever, like, if you are in a church and you see people getting their hands laid on uh, by, you know, the pastors and they're receiving their healing, that is an act of love. Healing comes out of love. Uh, Food provision comes out of love. Debt freedom comes out of love. Everything comes out of love. Like, that is our Father's motive. You know, when He he meets people's uh, needs of a partner or a job or wisdom, it's always the motive behind it is that God loves us. So uh, this is what it says here. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. I love this. It's always compassion first, and then it's the miracle. Yeah, I love it. When I received my healing, he did that because he loves me. Um, if you guys can turn to Matthew 20 and uh, verse 34. And this, once again, is a healing testimony. And this is the story of the two blind men. You know, when I was believing God for my healing, I would always look at healing testimonies of, you know, people that received healing for their eyes. I would always think to myself, you know, 
Jesus is an amazing eye doctor, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he does this because he loves us. He loves us all the time. Okay, is everyone there? So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Man, this is just going on. He had compassion. He had yes. compassion. He had compassion. That's why uh, for this, always go uh, refer back to the King James because it talks about compassion. The other translations lose that, and you, you don't want that lost. You've got to remind yourself that you are actually loved. When you, no matter what situation you're in, you know, Satan is going to plague a person's mind, but you've got to keep reminding yourself that you are loved. Yes. Okay, so uh, Jesus leading people. We're going to go to Mark chapter 6, and you can just say amen when you get there. So everyone does agree that you've seen a pattern over here. Jesus having compassion first, and then the miracle comes. Praise God. So everyone's there. Uh, this year, Mark chapter 6, verse 34. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. That's why Jesus was teaching people, because he loves us. Yeah. That's why Jesus leads us, because he loves us. That's why uh, Jesus gives us wisdom. That's why he protects us, because he loves us first. That is Jesus's motive, because that's the Father's motive. He's always thinking of us. He's always loving us. Okay, so Morris is going to be reading the next scripture, which is Mark chapter 10, verse 21. Yeah. Yeah, this, this uh, scripture that I'm pertaining is pertaining to leading people into their callings. So if you guys are, uh, got that scripture, Mark 10, verse 21, just say, say amen. You got it. Uh, the rich young ruler, um, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? Jesus, by the Spirit, quoted the things that he was already doing, and a man said that he, was, that he has kept all those commandments. Yes, important part. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatever thou hast, and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. So one thing that stands out here is whenever God or Jesus calls people into the callings, he doesn't just tell a person, drop everything and come and follow me. Mm. Actually, obviously, you'll tell a person, and that's an engagement that they'll have, like the rich rich man had here, where Jesus looked at him and he loved him. So that's also a very important thing, that if Jesus also concerning anything, if the Lord tells you to do something, you'll do it, he'll tell you to do it, but he won't tell you to do it or else. He won't have attitude. He'll do it. I'll tell you because he loves you. That's so, important. So I love that. Um, then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Yeah. Once again, um, Jesus loving him was his motive. That's why Jesus gave him mm-hmm. the very best advice that the Father had to give because Jesus yes. was led by the Spirit. That's what I love about the wisdom of God. And uh, Trevor's the same because we have that revelation that God leads people. We have that revelation. And we got that revelation that we can go to the Lord for anything, and he's going to tell us. We both got that revelation back in the early 2000s, and, and we used it. you know. And he does this because he loves us. And imagine you guys having kids, for those that don't. When your, your son or your daughter comes to you, and they really want to know something, you're going to give them the very best advice mm-hmm. yep. because you love them. Yep. Okay, so uh, you're going to read the next one? 
Yeah, the next one is pertaining to also once again raising someone from the dead. That's in Luke 7 verse uh, 13 to 15. This this we're reading from a New Living Translation. But you guys can, if you got your whatever, you can just say if you got it. Luke 7 verse 13 to 15. And the story is about uh, the widow's son yeah. that has passed away. So you guys are there, just say amen. You can just say amen, hallelujah, Andrew's blessed. <laughs> you forgot to say Andrew's blessed. <laughs> you guys are there? Okay. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Mm, praise God. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearer stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Yeah, that's powerful. Out of love, a young boy was raised from the yeah. dead. Someone that was lost. And Jesus, out of love, raised him back to life and gave him back to his mother. And an important thing, something that's so strong that stands at you, that even, uh, even a deaf can't beat love. Mm, mm. Was even people think when a person's dead, that's for baby. Uh, no. Even dead shows, even by God's love, that Death had to go, and that boy yeah. got his life back. That means nothing can stop God's love once again. What provision, eh? Yes. Because the Father loves us. Now, if he didn't love us, yeah. that widow would have had no husband and no son. Yeah. Just her alone, and maybe a cat. I don't know. But there, there was no one else. And Jesus had compassion. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Okay. Next one. Um, the next one is I'm not going to let you guys go there, but it's pertaining to Lazarus raising um, raising Lazarus from a dead, and that's in Luke. Um, uh, sorry, that's in John. It's John, eh? Yeah, uh, John chapter eleven. Eleven verse, verse one to forty-four, and everybody knows this chapter very well. But that everybody knows what was Jesus' reaction when he was standing outside to what was Jesus' reaction? What can you guys remember? What was he? What, what was he doing? It's a test. Uh, before that, yeah, before he called Lazarus, what was what was he doing? If people could actually remember, he was actually crying. Yes, that's that out of love. That's out of love, and he actually once again he called Lazarus out. And the Jews actually said, "Do you see how much Jesus loved Lazarus?" Yes. Love is always the chief motivator. I know a lot of people don't like the idea that God has plans for us. Mm -hmm. I knew <clears throat> someone that uh, kind of felt claustrophobic like you know they they don't have their own will and god's like almost suffocating them with his plans but what they didn't realize is every plan that god has for us it's based in 100 percent love every plan that he has for us is the perfect plan you cannot in your wildest dreams you cannot create a more perfect plan than love himself you know with god's plans there's freedom with our plans, like uh, back in the day, I wanted to act. That was my biggest dream, that and design cars. I was, all my plans was based in selfishness. It was about me. But the Lord's like, no, he's got an amazing plan for my life. You know, every plan that God has for us, every partner that he has for different people, it's mm -hmm. the right partner. Yes. It's partners that's going to build you up. Yes. It's partners that's going to be with you until the end of time, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's move on. This is the last scripture in the first part of our message. Uh, this message, there's two parts. This is the first part, and uh, this is the last scripture of part number one. Yeah, and that is pertaining to salvation. And the scripture we're reading is Matthew 9, verse 56 to 58. So if you guys are there, you can just say amen. Anyone got an amen? 
It's fun. The ladies in the naughty corner. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, let's go. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved to compassion on them because they, they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray thee therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into, the, into his harvest. Okay, so I'm just going to recap. So I started this message off by asking a simple question. Has anybody ever wondered why God chose us? And I listed all these different areas that he has blessed us with. Uh, Jesus, the new birth, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, protection, uh, healing, wholeness, the blessing, the right partner, etc. And then I went and gave you scripture, painting a beautiful picture of the Father's answer. And I started off with John 3.16, for God so loved the world. And then in all these different areas, you can see how Jesus is in his earthly ministry had compassion first on the person, and then the miracle came. These areas include dead freedom, casting out devils, provision for food, um, healing. There was quite a few healing, leading of people, uh, leading people into their calling, raising people from the dead, and salvation. So uh, let me just ask. So everyone, we all on board why God chose us and why he gave us all this provision. We all on board with that. Uh, as you can see, all these miracles, healing and provision were given because of the love that, that the Father has toward us. Did you know that we are supposed to receive these things in love? Did anyone know that? Okay. Does anybody know why? Can anyone tell me why we must receive these things? So God gives all these things in love, but why must we receive these things in love? You guys can take your time, but try answer. So we're just waiting. <laughs> Does anything come to mind? Okay, okay, okay. You're on the road there, Felicity. You're on the road there. Does anyone else want to try? Okay, okay. Are you guys ready to see? And, you know, the funny thing is, I believe you guys know this already. Yes. You know, <laughs> I believe you know this already. Okay, so did you know that love helps you receive from God who is love? Okay, and fear will stop you from receiving from God who is love. Exactly. Put mm -hmm. it to you this way. In any marriage, if you fear your partner, now it's not just the woman fearing the men. I've heard cases where men fear their wives. I've heard cases how women were abusive to their husbands. And the way the woman saw it, like, who are cops going to believe? They're going to believe the woman. Mm -hmm. You know, and the men were afraid. Now, in any marriage like that, do you think it's easy to receive from your spouse if you are afraid of them? No. It's not. But imagine if you got this beautiful marriage and like you know that you know that your partner just loves you because of the way they treat you, the way they speak to you, the way they care for you, because they keep putting you first. You know, if you want to do something and they want to do something, they'd rather choose your way. It's going to be easy to receive 
from that person. Mm. You just trust them. Okay, but you know what? I, I'm going to show you scripture from the Bible. Okay, mm-hmm. um, let me just see. So fear will close the door between you and God, and fear will keep you locked in the natural. Okay, but faith, faith on the other hand, will connect you to God, and Amen. faith will lift you out of the natural, and you'll be operating in the supernatural. That's why, like uh, in my case, when I had a problem with my eyes, I did go to the doctors. I went to a couple of doctors. They did a lot of blood tests and they checked my heart. The doctors in the natural, they couldn't even locate the problem. So I had to get out of the natural and I had to use faith to receive healing from the supernatural. And God healed me because he loves me. So where is this in scripture? Where is this in scripture that fear keeps you locked into the natural? There's three different scriptures I want to share with you tonight. Uh, The first one, do you remember the story where Jesus calms the storm you remember mm-hmm. that um, so this is Matthew chapter 8 everyone can turn there and uh, I'll be reading from verse 25 to 26 okay I got one amen looking for two okay um, and his disciples came to him came to Jesus and awoke him saying Lord save us we perish and listen this is what Jesus had to say And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So Jesus, because he he lived a lifestyle of love, he was always thinking of everyone else. Something that always stuck out to me, Jesus would do a lot of walking. You always see him going from one place to another. If he's not in a ship, he's walking. And he would just sit down, someone would come to him and say, Hey, uh, my family member's sick. And Jesus would just stand up again and say, I'll come heal them. Jesus, he never said, hey, man, just give me five minutes. I'm tired, you know, but he would always think of everyone first. Even if he's tired, he would get up and go. Jesus had faith because he walked in love, but his disciples were filled with fear. That's why when they saw the circumstances around them, they couldn't do anything because that fear kept them in the natural. Because in the natural, it's, it's hard to like speak to, to the mountain, yeah. you know, but Jesus operated in the spirit because he put love first. Whatever Jesus did, it was 100% based in love. That's why his faith was absolutely free. That's why he can speak to mountains. He can speak to storms. He could speak to the fig tree. He could speak to anything. He can multiply the bread. He can do anything because he wasn't locked in the natural. Okay. So you are going to be sharing two stories. Yeah. The one story is a very uh, well-known story. You guys know about Peter, uh, Peter walking in the water. And that's in Matthew 14, verse, verse 27 to 32. If you guys are there, you can just say amen. 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 All good? Okay. And let's go to verse 27. But straight away, Jesus spoke unto them. Okay, just to give us a scenario, everybody know where this, where this uh, has come from, where, where, where disciples was in the boat. And they saw Jesus coming, the, uh, walking in water, and they thought it's a ghost. And they start freaking out. So this is where Jesus responded, verse 27. But straightway Jesus spoke unto him, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's thou bid me come unto thee unto the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on water to go to Jesus. But when, when he saw the winds boisterous, he was afraid and began, began beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? 
and when they were coming to the boat, the wind, the boat, the, the ship correction, the wind ceased. Mm. So this is uh, this is a very good illustration um, to think of. If a person's believing God for your for miracle, and, and you're keeping your eyes on Jesus for your miracle, but you're looking at circumstances around you that might be completely opposite to what you're believing for. If you can uh, take a uh, focus of your miracle, and what God promised, and then obviously that miracle might be, you might be sinking. Mm. You might not receive that miracle. Yes. So, yeah. So you can see Jesus wasn't when he was walking on the water, he wasn't operating in the natural. Mm-mm. Because has anyone ever tried to walk on water? I have. It didn't work. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> but Peter, he stepped out and he was in the spirit. He had faith in that word when Jesus said, come, come unto me. But his faith slipped and he got into fear and that fear kept him in the natural. And when that happened, he started to sink. So that's why, you know, God gives us everything in love, but we need to receive everything in love. And we're going to show you why now. Uh, Morris is going to read the next story. Yeah, and the next story is in Matthew 17. And that's a story about the disciple, the, uh, the correction, the disciples that couldn't cast out the devil. And that's in Matthew 17. And I'm going to read from verse 17 to 20. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. So everybody, so you can just say amen. Okay, let's go. Are you there, Francho? Okay. <laughs> um, then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him over to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we uh, not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto him, Because of your unbelief. Mm-hmm. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, uh, move, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So looking at the scripture, what do you guys think? What was a very important part? What was very two very important things that I believe it stands out here as well that showed you? What did Jesus say? There you go. And what was another part? Why would Jesus cure this boy? Because he loved him. Hmm. Very important. Okay. So now we're going to go to Mark 11. Mark 11, 22. <coughs> this was one of Jesus's famous faith teachings. So listen to what Jesus had to say. And Jesus answering, saith unto them, have faith in God. Now, what was Jesus really saying? Because, you know, when when he said have faith in God, a lot of Christians say, yes, yeah, I have faith in God. But you're going to see what he's really saying. Let's look at 1 John chapter 4. And uh, I'm going to be reading from verse 7 to verse 8. So you guys can say amen. Okay, so this is what the Bible has to say. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. So, the Apostle John is saying here, by the Spirit, that God is love. 
He doesn't have a little bit of love. He doesn't have some love. He is love completely. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for instance, we are human beings. That's, that's who we are. Yeah. We're not animals. We are human beings. God, yes, God is a spirit. Jesus said so. But he is a love spirit. Okay? So if we can read that again, it says, And Jesus answering, saith unto them, Have faith in love, because God is love. That's who God is. God is love. So do you see the connection there? We are supposed to be having faith in love. And uh, did you know that love expels all fear? Yes. All fear. We're going to go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. The more and more you know that God is love and that he loves you, it's going to be easier and easier for you to receive from God. Because you, you're going to have this attitude that when you wake up, you've got this smile on your face and you know that you are loved. Mm-hmm. On your way to work, you're going to be smiling and saying, wow, God loves me. Yes. God loves me. You know, at work, people can be going crazy around you and you're like, God loves me. You know, they can be like burning things down. Who cares? God loves me. Yeah. You know, they can be like backbiting other people. God loves me. You know, and the, the more and more you see that on the inside, that's going to get rid of the fear. It's going to be easy for you to receive from God. So First John chapter 4, verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love. How much fear? Are you guys sure about that? (laughs) There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. You see, God doesn't condemn us. You know, we'll go around thinking of all the, the evil stuff we've done, you know, and we'll see ourselves lesser and lesser over time. But God doesn't look at that. He is love. That's why he sent Jesus. And uh, you can do a test on yourself right now. If there's anything that you're afraid of, you know you got work to do. You know you need to receive more of that love. Um, I've heard in times past that some people might say uh, a bit of fear is a good thing. No, it's not. The Bible doesn't say that. You know, we base everything we believe on the written word of God. You know, this is, this is our foundation in the words of Morris. This, this is our foundation. We base everything on the written word. Amen. And if the Bible is against fear, then we must be against fear. And we, we mustn't push for the revelation that we're free from fear. We must push for the revelation that God loves us. Because according to the Bible, it's the love that gets rid of the fear. It's not the revelation that, we fe- that we're free from fear. It's love that gets rid of the fear. Um, yeah. So what happens when you're in a place where every day you're receiving his love, receiving his love, receiving his love, and every day, because you're receiving his love, more and more fear is getting expelled from your spirit. Guess what's going to happen? Your faith is going to work. Yeah. You're going to trust him more and more and more. It's kind of like meeting someone for the first time. And I'm, I'm talking about you meeting the opposite sex for the single people. Or even uh, Felicity, when you first met your husband. In the beginning, you did not trust them. You don't know, you don't know anything about them. You don't know if they, they're a serial killer. You don't know anything about them. But the more and more time you spend with them, you're developing this trust in them. Mm. You're learning that they love you. You're loving them more. And then it comes to the point where... You know, you cannot live another day without them, and you propose. 
yeah. you two get married. Yeah. And you trust them with your life. And every time they cook for you, you know there's going to be no poison in the food. You know you can eat that food fast. You can eat it slow. You can just chill. And yeah. nothing's going to happen because yeah. you trust them. And just, just, just also think of it and say this way, that in today's life, unfortunately, we're living in such a time where fear is so part of our lives. You know, you find fear on the TV, you find fear on the radio, you find fear in people, you find fear in the way people talk. And unfortunately, a person, the, 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 the enemy is so subtle that he's disguised it in such a way that people don't recognize it. But if you think of it, we just read it, that fear is actually robbing you from, from your faith. And fear, is, uh, and fear is the opposite of faith. So uh, fear is actually, uh, it drains your faith. Mm. And people don't realize it. And it will also drain the love that God's got you. Because you, if, you go, if you don't stay in the love of God, if you're going to entertain fear in your life, that's going to drain that love as well. And people exactly. are going to think, why am I empty? What's going on? But it doesn't realize what, you might not be focusing on specific things, but the fact that the surrounding mm. A fear surrounding, it's gonna, it's like a sponge. It's gonna drain your faith. It's gonna drain the love of God in your life. Hmm. So it's so vital, people, to actually stay in the love of God, like Andrew said here. Yeah. Stay in the love of God, fellowship of God, spend time in the words, spend time praying in the spirit. Because if a person doesn't do that, without without knowing it, a person can be sucked dry from that love with the environment and fear surrounding. Watching hmm. horror movies, watching, listening to people, everything, fear, 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 worry. Mm. That's so important as well. It's like when you know someone. Yeah. When you know someone on a, a personal basis. How, how the Father wants us to know Him. Yeah. He wants us to have that revelation on how much He loves us. Because yes. then our faith is going to be free. Uh, turn to Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. This is our last scripture for this evening. Sorry, can they pass me? No. <laughs> Maybe next time. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Everyone can say a big amen when you're there. Okay. Uh, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Beautiful. You see how faith works? Faith works by love. Faith doesn't work any other way. You know, when a person is in a serious situation and they are afraid, and they're shaking at the knees, and their, their teeth are chattering, and you try and pray, that isn't what's going to get God on the scene. No. That's when you know how much He loves you. Then you can rest after getting Him involved. You can rest knowing that He's a loving Father. He has given to you everything in love, and now you're receiving those provisions in love. That's how faith works. Faith doesn't work any other way. Um, you can't plead to God every day, cry before the throne, and get him to move on your behalf. Faith doesn't work like that. No. God has given everything to us in love, and we've got to receive everything in love. So, uh, any last words? Yeah, this, this, this makes me think of the scripture that says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. The first part stands out quite like what is said, God has not given mm. that means it's done mm. that means when he gave us his holy spirit that uh, spirit inside of us fear is not supposed to be part of our lives people people don't realize it but that's why it said god has not given us a spirit of fear mm. but of power love and a sound mind amen that's why it's so important to actually if a person needs to do some cleansing in yourself get rid of any form of fear because that's not supposed to be in our lives exactly amen
Has anyone got anything out of this message tonight? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us in person and for those that have been streaming. Uh, remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.